with a few others led to the War of 1812. And a little side fact, Stephen Decatur, a judge in the court-martial, was killed in a duel eight years after the War of 1812. The winner of the duel was James Barron. 1937, Joe Lewis, the Brown Bomber, knocked out James J. Braddock in a boxing match in Chicago. That made him the heavyweight boxing champion. One year to the day later, June 22, 1938, Joe Lewis knocked out Germany's Max Schmeling in the first round in about at Yankee Stadium. In 1942, V-Mail, or Victory Mail, was sent for the first time. V-Mail used a special paper for letter writing during World War II. It was designed to reduce cargo space taken up by mail sent to and from members of the armed services. The letters written on this special paper were opened at the post office, censored, and reduced in size by photography. One roll of film contained 1,500 letters of V-mail. That was 1942. That's a look at Today in History along with Mike Martini. I'm George Zahn for WMKV. Fine job, George. Thank you so much. In traffic right now, we have an accident south 75 at Harrison blocking the left lane. Fields Ertle at Butler Warren Road, an accident with injuries. Anderson Ferry at River Road, an accident. Two accidents on North 71, one north of McMillan and one near Dana. And then on McMicken at Walnut, there's an accident. Over on 75 northbound, an accident north of, Ezer, north of Ezra Charles on the right shoulder. And uh, Dick Smith at West Mount Luther King. And in Kentucky, apparently the ramp from Verona, Mudlick Road to North 71 is closed. Your weather forecast this evening, cloudy skies. Some scattered showers possible, but a 30% chance tonight, a low of 65 degrees. Tomorrow... Cloudy with some scattered showers possible, a 50% chance, a high of 78. Friday, a slight chance of rain, but Saturday looks great. Right now, they're saying partly cloudy skies with a high around 82. It is 80 degrees right now here at 89.3 WMKV. Vina Jones Cox and Real Life Real Estate Investing come your way right after this. Support comes from Cincy Magazine, the magazine for business professionals, bringing you arts, business, and culture in the tri-state. It also features monthly topical human interest stories. The current issue is on newsstands now. Subscriptions available at cincymagazine.com. That's C-I-N-C-Y magazine.com. The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I am your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and you are tuned in to the nation's public radio source for real estate investing, education, and advice. We broadcast live every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for those of you who are uh, used to listening to us on the podcast, you can listen live from wherever you are in the entire world at wmkvfm.org. 
On the other hand, if you're used to listening to us live and you haven't checked out our podcasts, you can do that on iTunes and uh, just look for Real Life Real Estate Investing. We've got, gosh, bunches and bunches of archived programs there, thanks to the fine folks here at WMKV. Uh, today is going to be a hybrid day of questions and answers, so anything that you want to talk about, you can either give us a call here at the station by dialing 772-9658 if you're in the greater Cincinnati area, or 877-772-9658 if you're listening to us online. You can also send an email by going to askvina.com, clicking the button that says Ask Vina a Question, filling in your question where you are writing from, and then hitting the send button. We'll receive that via email if you do it earlier on in the show. It often is the case that I leave the station, go home, and find three questions that didn't come during the course of the program. So we're going to catch up on some of those as well today. The other thing that uh, I'd like to discuss today is the real estate education industry. Because it's... um, it's an industry that I have been involved in both as a consumer and as a purveyor of real estate education, and it's really starting to disturb me how many people I am meeting at groups throughout the country who have spent five figures on coaching programs and boot camps and workshops and have come out the backside of those not feeling like they know a whole lot more about real estate than they did to start with. So I am going to talk about uh, how to identify good education versus bad education, why you are going to need it to make an investment in real estate education at some point in your real estate career, and uh, what to do if you find yourself in the position of having purchased yourself some bad education that you would really prefer not to pay for. But remember, it's also question and answer day. So uh, call in with your questions at 513-772-9658 outside the greater Cincinnati area, 877-772-9658, or by going to askvina.com. In the vein of talking about real estate education and how to get a good one, and spend as little money as possible doing that and avoid uh, some of the bad folks that are out there, uh, you may be questioning why I have any right to even talk about such a thing. And the answer is uh, I've been very deeply involved in working with the real estate education market for a, <clears throat> about a decade. Um, I, I uh, promote uh, various seminars and work with for, for other people and work with speakers along those lines. And I've met many of them. I've reviewed many, many courses and programs over the years. I have purchased a lot of those programs myself for my own real estate education. And I've sort of learned to identify some of the key differences between the educators out there who are serious educators, they put together good products and good programs, they um, truly care about the success of their students, and the folks who are um, 
let's say, of a, of a lower quality in what they uh, sell, and in some cases, uh, just frankly, don't seem to care. So uh, I have, I've been around this business a long time, and I know how it works, and I have seen the good and the bad and the ugly. And one of the key things that I would like listeners to pay attention to is the idea that um, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I, 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 I know that that's, that's an old saw, and I probably didn't need to say it. But when you see someone who is promoting a concept that uh, they're promoting on the basis of it is completely done for you, um, uh, get this course, get this software, come to this event, whatever the case may be, and it will, <clears throat> your real estate business will automatically happen for you. You won't have to talk to buyers. You won't have to talk to sellers. Uh, my product, whatever the case, whatever that, whatever that product might be, uh, will, will do all of this for you and you will just make money as a result. Uh, you have to have some realism about whether or not there is any such thing as any business in the world where that is truly possible. And just 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 be an aware consumer. I know the pitches are, are really good and they're really slick and they really, you know, you, you, you feel like if I just write this check, then all of my problems are solved. But um, I am here to tell you is a two decade real estate investor that such a solution does not exist. You are going to have to work. You are going to have to be afraid sometimes. You're going to have to do some things that are initially uncomfortable with you for, for, uh, for you, like negotiate with people, like tell people that you can't pay them for their house what they would like or the way in which they would like it. And any pitch that says this is all done for you is <clears throat> just not correct. So item number one is pay attention to the to the to the pitches, and uh, if they sound unrealistic, the product probably is. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. We're taking questions and answers today at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or via email. Just go to askvina.com. Support for WMKV comes from the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati, a nonprofit educational association with programs available for real estate investors at all levels of experience. RIA meets on the first and third Thursdays of every month. More information about RIA and their meetings is available at 859-292-7342. And we check on traffic now. We still have some problems on the expressways. Uh, all of a sudden, 75, the, not the place to be. Accident northbound 75 at Glendale Milford. Uh, it's on the right shoulder at the merge there. Also, South 75 at Harrison. The left lane is blocked with an accident. 71, not to be left out, an accident northbound near McMillan. We still have accidents McMicken at Walnut, Anderson Ferry at River Road, and Fields Ertle at Butler Warren Road with injuries. Forecast tonight, just a slight chance of rain, otherwise a low tonight of 65. Tomorrow, a better chance of rain, 50% chance with a high of 78. It's 80 degrees right now. Here at 89.3 WMKV. Support comes from the City of Blue Ash, along with WMKV presenting their Tuesday Concerts in the Park every Tuesday evening beginning at 7 p.m. Concerts will be held at the Blue Ash Nature Park on Cooper Road. The concert series runs through August 23rd. The next concert is on Tuesday, June 28th, featuring the UC Community Band. More information on the Blue Ash Tuesday Concerts in the Park at blueashevents.com. 
Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. Today is question and answer day, which means whatever you'd like to know about real estate investing, you can give us a call at 772-9658 in the greater Cincinnati area, 877-772-9658 outside the greater Cincinnati area. And uh, you can also send us an email. Go to askvina.com, click the... Uh, click the uh, button that says Ask Vina a Question, fill in the response form, and remember to tell us where you are writing from, like Dave in Dallas just did. Yay, Dave in Dallas! Can't get any applause for Dave in Dallas here. Oh, he, he did exactly what the form said. See, <laughs> so we actually keep a studio audience here, just in case we need to applaud or boo someone. So... You know, you're going to get you're gonna get booed if you don't put in your... <laughs> that's not for you, Dave. That's for people who don't put in uh, where they are from. Uh, Dave has a... What? <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> Dave has a question about a specific... Um, a specific guru promoting a specific strategy. And I knew this was going to happen. And... Uh, although Dave, I will I will comment on the strategy. Uh, I cannot, of course, comment upon particular educators on in this forum because we are on public radio here, and we don't promote people, and we don't um, rag on people here on public radio. So uh, the question is about the strategy of assigning subject to deals. So in other words, uh, I go out and I find a seller who wants to sell their property, but they probably owe too much to sell it quickly for cash. So I agree to take over their mortgage, which is a, a very tried and true strategy in real estate. But the twist here is instead of me myself making the mortgage payments, I then go find a buyer who wants to live in the house and who is going to make the payments on behalf of the seller. Let me say that the strategy itself, the assignment of subject to strategy, we will call it, um, there's nothing wrong with it in and of itself. As a matter of fact, if you go to our podcast on iTunes, we had a guest a couple of weeks ago who was talking about something very similar where he was assigning uh, lease options, which uh, uh, other than the way in which the property is taken over, it's pretty much the same thing. One exception. When you buy a property subject to the existing loan, you actually receive the deed, or in the case of this assignment, the buyer uh, receives the deed to the property. And the position that that leaves the seller in legally is that if the buyer stops making the payments, the seller will of course go into foreclosure because it's his loan. It is not the buyer's loan. Yes, the property will be taken away from the buyer because it's his deed, but the seller's credit will be ruined. And the seller, unless there is some special setup done, has no legal standing to do anything about that. Uh, I, I often have heard people say, well, you know, if the buyer doesn't make the payments, then the seller will just foreclose on the buyer. How? The seller is not the lender. The seller's bank is the lender. There are ways to avoid that. There are ways to get the seller his deed back fairly quickly. There are ways for you to stay in the middle of the deal, 
so that if the buyer isn't making his payments, you can get the buyer out, find another buyer and continue to make mortgage payments on behalf of the seller so that he doesn't even know what happened. It isn't harmed by it in any way. But the strategy that you are specifically referring to here, as far as I can tell, does not address that. And yes, I have a big problem with that. I have a big problem with the investor making money on a deal where all they did was negotiate with a seller, put a buyer into place that the seller probably doesn't even know, hasn't seen, hasn't talked to, hasn't agreed to do this with, and then taking money and stepping away from the deal. The value that the investor would bring to that deal is to make sure the seller's property is actually sold and that the payments actually get made. And by stepping away, you are no longer doing that. So there are some folks out there who are teaching that strategy right. There are folks out there that, in my opinion, are teaching that strategy wrong. Like every strategy in real estate finance and business, it is open to abuses. And I think there are going to be a lot of abuses on it of it. Um, uh, just because it's it's a it's a strategy that can easily be abused, and I think that the net result of those abuses is going to be that we are going to have laws against buying property subject to, because that's always what happens every time somebody picks up something like this and treats it wrong and treats the people involved in it wrong. So, probably a more lengthy answer than you were looking for, uh, and 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 not as definite an answer as you're looking for. I'm not going to tell you it's bad. I'm not going to tell you it's good. I'm going to tell you it's good if it's done right, and it's bad if it's done wrong. So thank you very much for your question, Dave in Dallas. We are talking today about real estate education and just taking general questions as well at 772-9658-877-772-9658, or via email if you would like to go to askvina.com and fill in the response form there on that website. Um, back briefly until we get some more questions to this idea of real estate education. Uh, the real estate education market is a funny market because in in other kinds of business training, there are usually formal institutions that you can go to 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 learn about things. If you want to if you want to be a, a a business person, you can go to college and get a business degree and if you want to be a dentist, you go to dental school and if you want to be a lawyer, you go to law school. If you want to be a real estate investor, that sort of formal education isn't really available to you because uh, even even real estate programs at universities tend to be much more oriented toward commercial real estate, toward becoming a manager of commercial real estate or a portfolio manager for real estate investment trusts, things like that. The, the, typically, you don't see a lot of classes or, or majors that are around small residential real estate investing. The way that people have learned small residential real estate investing since time immemorial has been by learning it from people who've already done it. And uh, back in the late 60s, that became more formalized in the, in the form of uh, some national seminars that became available that would roll into town and they'd have a three-day class and you'd learn all about rehab and finance and, and rental management and all of those sorts of things. And then you'd go do your thing and, you know, learn more about it. Then maybe you'd get so good at it, you'd teach a class. And uh, what we have is a bunch of... Um, individuals and companies running around teaching real estate investing without the kind of credentializing 
that happens in universities and trade schools and things like that. So basically, anybody can say, I'm a real estate expert, and for $1,000, uh, you can come to my course, and I will teach you how to be a real estate investor. And there's no, there's nobody overseeing whether it's true that they're a real estate investor, whether it's true that they've done what they said they've done, and whether the information they are providing to you is good, reasonable, workable information. And unfortunately, the result of that is that there have been some out and out scam artists out there that that literally have 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 never been involved in real estate or have been involved in it only very tangentially done 10 deals and and are claiming they've done a thousand and are therefore qualified to teach you how to do the same thing they do and they they take your money and you get nothing for it those are fairly few and far between but uh, they are out there there are many more folks who are perhaps conveying information that works really well for them in their market, but not for you in your market. And then there's a handful of folks who are really, really good at what they do and uh, teach things correctly and in a way in which it is easy for a real estate investor to absorb. You may have also noticed that the price ranges for education, uh, the price range is all over the place. You know, you can go to a weekend seminar about a particular topic for $99 or $299, or you can spend $5,000 on a weekend seminar about exactly the same product. So it's a little bit hard sometimes to tell, uh, is this really good stuff until you have physically gone and experienced it or, or purchased the home study product, if that's what it is uh, you're purchasing. And since the investments can be fairly hefty, it would be really wonderful if we had a way to figure that out ahead of time. Right to say, is this person for real? Are they? Uh, is it good information? Am I going to be able to use it? Am I going to be able to reach the goal of getting this education, which is to be able to take it out of the world, and make money with it? Right. Uh, there are some things that are good signs of whether or not a particular investment education product is going to be a good one. One of them is where did you meet the educator? If you met the educator within the confines of your real estate association, there is a pretty good chance that that person was vetted by the folks who run that organization and are known to the group leaders to have good products, good business practices, etc. More importantly, if you are meeting them at your real estate Investment Association, you can, of course, talk to other people within the Real Estate Investors Association and say, what do you know about this person? Uh, have you have you heard things that are good? Have you heard things that are bad? Have you taken this course? And uh, get actual personal face-to-face -face referrals. Now, if you met this person on the internet, um, you it requires a higher level of due diligence to find out whether the product is good because uh, I have noticed that there are there are some educators out there that I I know have inferior products and inferior business practices and yet if you Google their name the first seven pages that comes up is all glowing information and glowing reviews and you know why right because it's very easy to control what's out there about you on the internet by being sophisticated about things like 
search engine optimization. Uh, there was one, in fact, that I went to. Uh, I I know that this person has been indicted for failing to make refunds to students who were unhappy with the products. And I Googled this person's name plus scam. I Googled this person's name plus indictment. I Googled this person's name plus anything I could think of that was bad. And every time I did it, the results I got on the first three or four pages were all, I thought that Joe Smith was, and that's not really his name in case there actually is a Joe Smith out there who's a real estate educator just occurred to me. Uh, Joe Blow is a, uh, first I thought Joe Blow was a scam, but then I actually took his course and it was the most awesome thing. And of course that, that is a website that was put up there probably by the same educator. Uh, It's much harder to vet what you're learning about and hearing about on the internet than it is otherwise. But again, best source is other actual human beings. Go to your real estate association, talk to people, talk to people. If you don't have a real estate association where you live, talk to people that you know who are investors, ask them if they know anyone who has taken the course, etc. And by the way, uh, the whole it's this day only today only we're going to cut the price in half no <clears throat> not true not so i promise you that the product will still be available the next day and the next day after that and a week after that at the at the same price or at least a comparable price so don't feel pressured to purchase something that you have not had a chance to look at and don't know anybody who has had the chance to look at so where you meet the folks is a reasonable indicator of whether you can immediately move forward or not. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. It's question and answer week. You can give us a call at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658, or you can send an email via askvina.com. Friends, that's my theme song, and it's called A Little on the Lonely Side. Yes, I'm Larry Cass at the Steinway Grand, and I invite you to join me for 60 minutes of solo piano music from the Great American Songbook. Songs from Broadway, Hollywood, and Tin Pan Alley. Songs that you sang and danced to. Songs to help you forget the cares of your busy day and to help you relax as nighttime approaches. Yes, it's music for midnight, right here on WMKV 89.3. Join Larry Cass, nationally known pianist, as Larry brings us Music for Midnight. It's heard each and every Wednesday from 11 p.m. till 12 midnight, right here exclusively on WMKV, the way radio was meant to be. And we'll check now on traffic, and we have uh, a couple of problems still on 75, northbound 75 at Glendale Milford at the merge there. It's on the right shoulder in accident, and then southbound 75, At Harrison, now the left two lanes are blocked. That's around where the the, uh, Western Hills Viaduct is. South 75 at Harrison, left two lanes are blocked. Fields Ertle at Butler-Warren Road, an accident. McMicken at Walnut and Anderson Ferry at River. Also some backups north 71 out of downtown through Pfeiffer. Southbound 71 at Taft, north 75 out of downtown, off and on up through Pfeiffer, uh, Paddock, and then again at GE. South 75 slows up around 74 past that uh, accident and down by the Brent Spence Bridge. Your forecast this evening, some clouds, 30% chance of additional showers. Tonight's low 65 degrees. Nothing on the weather radar right now. Tomorrow, 
Mostly cloudy, maybe a 50% chance of some rain with a high of 78. Friday, a slight chance of rain, but Saturday looks pretty good. And even Sunday, not too bad, a slight chance of rain on Sunday. Saturday dry, highs this weekend in the lower 80s. Speaking of that, it's 80 degrees right now here at 89.3 WMKV. Do you have a long-distance friend who misses that Cincinnati touch? Now they can stay connected worldwide through our worldwide streaming audio available anytime at WMKVFM.org. Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. We're doing questions and answers today and also I'm not trying to give you some advice about the real estate investment education business because you are going to invest in real estate education if you're at all serious about this as a business. But uh, on the other hand, you probably ought to spend your hard-earned money where it is going to be of the most value to you. I was just handed an article from Rolling Stone magazine saying Vanilla Ice opens real estate advice website. Wow. (laughs) Have to get him on the show. I did not realize that Vanilla Ice was, uh, I knew he was doing real estate investing, but I did not realize that he was getting into the education business himself. Um, so we're taking your questions and giving you answers at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. Or you can send us an email by going to askvina.com, click on the Ask Vina a Question button, fill out the response form click send and I will get it here in the studio. Uh, while you're there, by the way, you might want to also click try the free e-letter because once you get on our mailing list, uh, we are going to be sending you weekly articles by and about our guests and also information about the upcoming show and occasional free white papers, ebooks, things like that. One of which is about real estate investing education. And uh, it's about 27 pages of how to choose your gurus wisely. I uh, got a question from Sean in Cincinnati, Ohio. He says, I'm learning to be a wholesaler. I've been looking at houses. I've seen a few with mold problems. Is it the wholesaler's responsibility to pay for a mold test or do remediation before wholesaling it? Would you do a termite or any other inspections? Uh, Sean, the wholesaler's job is to negotiate a price on that house that will allow the buyer to make a profit on it, despite the fact that mold remediation will be needed. If you see mold, mold remediation is needed. It is not your job to get a mold test. Uh, It is not your job to remediate anything because as the wholesaler, you're just the middleman, you're finding the great deals and you are selling them to investors who want great deals. You are not rehabbing. You are not dealing with tenants. You are not doing any of the things that the guy at the end is going to do. I will say that uh, I generally do order termite inspections on properties that I am wholesaling because in my part of the country, that is an expected inspection and it's not one that most wholesalers can do or most uh, buyers can do for themselves. Most buyers cannot detect termites, although they would be able to detect a bad furnace or detect a bad roof or detect mold in a house. So I generally do order a termite inspection. It is paid for at the closing by either the buyer or the seller, depending on what the purchase contract calls for. Thank you for your question, Sean. We have another question from Mark in Chatham, New Jersey. 
Uh, he says, my marketing is generating short sale leads in a number of towns outside of my immediate farm area. I find it is time consuming to conduct research in a lot of new towns. What is your advice on how to capitalize on these motivated seller leads? Uh, my advice, Mark, is find some people who live in those areas and refer them and expect to be paid a fee only if they close the deals. It is not worth your time to research a new market, to uh, then try to find buyers in that new market should the short sale actually close. Uh, uh, if you have marketing out on the internet, you're always going to get leads from places that are not in your backyard, uh, from places that are sometimes far flung. <laughs> I've had leads from sellers in California who are trying to sell a property in Akron and come to my website to sell it. And they um, <clears throat> just are not familiar with Ohio geography. They're just not aware that it's a four and a half hour drive from where I live to Akron. And I simply find somebody in Akron who does that kind of deal, send it off to them, you know, hope, hope it closes, hope to get a check and don't worry about it any further. And of course, hope to get their leads in Cincinnati when the same thing happens to them. So thank you for your email. Uh, Mark, um, incidentally, in the <clears throat> line of real estate education, I'd also like to warn you against real estate education that proposes to teach you how to be a real estate entrepreneur in markets outside of your own. Now, sometimes you'll find people who are selling properties as turnkey rentals and so on outside of your area. And that's fine if someone else is going to be managing them, renovating them, dealing with the tenants, etc. And you have the education to evaluate the deal for yourself. Turnkey rentals are one thing. But these folks who come to your town and say, what you really need to do is wholesale properties all the way across the country are... <clears throat> not necessarily in touch with reality. I was talking to another very experienced real estate investor just yesterday about some of these folks and saying, you know, I've been in this business for 20 years and I could no more wholesale a house in Orlando, Florida from where I live than I could fly. It just takes, it's it, it, the amount of things that would go into that, that would require people, so it would require me to have an office on the ground in Orlando, um, could take up the entire rest of the show. So if someone is telling you that the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, perhaps you might want to look elsewhere for your real estate education. There are good deals everywhere, including in your market. So uh, thank you for your question, Mark. A uh, question from John in Cincinnati. How do you evaluate a property differently if you are looking to rent it versus flip it and fix it? That's an excellent question, John. Um, basically, if you're going to fix and flip a property, you're going to get paid once. So you need to decide how much you want to get paid. And then you need to make your offer, make your evaluation accordingly. So you need to be looking at things like if I want to sell it in three months versus having it on the market, the more average six months, uh, what will my sale price need to be? Because there's an after repaired value and then there's a quick sale price. And the quick sale price is generally going to be around 5% under the after repaired value. Uh, you need to look at things like what are my purchase costs going to be? What are my holding costs going to be? What's it going to cost me to uh, keep the lawn mowed? pay the utilities, um, uh, 
pay the insurance, pay the taxes while the property is under rehab and while it is on the market? And what is it going to cost me to renovate it? What are my finance costs going to be? So in other words, every possible cost gets subtracted from the quick sale price and the result is your maximum allowable offer. If you're buying a property to hold it, the numbers uh, are a little bit different because the your profit in the deal is not dependent upon selling it and selling it fairly quickly. Your profit in the deal is uh, based on how much cash flow you get, what the return on your investment is going to be, and so on. So you still start with an after-repaired value, and you still make a calculation about how much equity do I want. Uh, but of course, you're not going to have sales costs. Uh, you're not going to have as much in holding costs. You're not going to have to subtract the 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 money for the quick sale price because you're not going to sell the property. So when looking at a property to buy and rent, you're going to do an evaluation that says, all right, what's it worth? How much equity do I want? And therefore, how do I? How much do I have to pay for it? And then you're going to do a second evaluation that says, if I pay this much for it, given my proposed financing, how much money am I going to make every month, really? And is that enough? And when I say really, let me say this, um, cash flow on a rental property is not rent minus principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. A lot of people seem to calculate it that way, but that is not what it is. It is rent minus principal, interest, tax, and insurance minus some factor for maintenance and repairs and turnovers and vacancies and, and long-term reserves. If you intend to fully renovate the property before you rent it, you're and you're going to manage it aggressively, uh, you're going to have a vacancy reserve factor of around 20% of the gross rents. If you are not going to fully renovate it before you purchase it, if you're going to leave a 15-year-old, sorry, before you rent it, don't do it before you purchase it, please. If you're going to leave the 15-year-old roof on and you're going to therefore have to replace the roof in five years, and if you're going to leave that 50-year-old furnace in that's going to need to be serviced every year, you can figure that number is going to be more along the lines of 30 to 40% of the gross rents. So actual cash flow is going to be rent minus principal, interest, taxes, insurance, and your vacancy reserve maintenance turnover factor. And if the number that you're left with is enough to satisfy you, then you go ahead and purchase the property. Thank you for your question, John. It's question and answer week here on Real Life Real Estate Investing. The preferred method of asking questions appears to be going to askvina.com and filling in the response form, sending the question via email. You can also give us a call at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. And uh, we're also, I am also addressing the real estate education market and how to get, how to have the best chance of spending the least money and getting the most information that is most valuable to you. Uh, we talked about where you meet the guru and what sort of testimonials and referrals you are getting as being an important piece of deciding whether or not to invest in any particular course. Of course, Another another thing that you you really need to think about and be, before you you ever invest in any real estate education whatsoever other than perhaps a very basic one is what strategy do you intend to pursue many folks that I meet that have spent tens of thousands of dollars on real estate education and have yet to make a deal uh 
have done this because they want to learn everything about everything before they do anything. They want to learn all about how to rehab properties and rent them and lease option them and wholesale them and retail them and buy them creatively and buy them with bank financing and buy them with private money and uh, do 1031 tax deferred exchanges and what the asset protection entity should be and, 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 and. That is not only a bad use of your time and money, getting educated about every single solitary thing before you do anything, it is also not necessary. If you sit down and figure out what it is you need your real estate investing career to do for you financially over the next six months to two years, the strategy that you should be pursuing will become obvious to you. If you understand that what you need is cash right now, and not equity in the future or cash flow right now or retirement income, you're going to be left really with with a flipping strategy. You're either going to wholesale properties or retail properties. So if the goal is I need right now to create enough cash to pay off my credit cards or um, uh, send my child to college or whatever the case may be, then you don't need to learn about landlording right now. You don't need to learn about lease options right now, unless of course you're going to flip lease options. Uh, You don't really need to learn about creative finance techniques right now because they don't apply as much to wholesaling and retailing strategies as they do to other strategies. On the other hand, if you're already in a very high tax bracket and your goal is to say, build your retirement fund back up to where you're gonna actually retire at a reasonable age, you're going to wanna do long-term hold strategies. So you will need to learn about landlording, but not wholesaling. You don't have to buy every course that comes within your site. You need to you need to invest in the education that is going to teach you what you need to do right now. If you do that and not the other thing, they will have a second benefit. You will not get paralysis of analysis. You will not know so much that you don't know what to do with any given deal because you could think of 19 different strategies for it Um some of which will not even apply and you end up not doing anything at all because you know too much rather than too little. So start with what are your goals? What is the right strategy for you? And then don't, don't be, uh, don't fall for the sales pitches for the stuff that doesn't fit into what you are trying to accomplish right now. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate. It's question and answer week, 772-9658-877-772-9658, or send us an email by going to askvina.com. Support comes from the UC Neuroscience Institute and their Memory Disorder Center, a full-service treatment and diagnostic program for memory or cognitive problems. The program can determine if your memory loss is normal aging or a sign of something more. Early diagnosis can slow progression or even reverse the onset of a memory disorder. Getting an accurate diagnosis will help treat the underlying cause. Don't just assume Alzheimer's when it might be something else. More information from the Memory Disorder Center at 584-2214. And we check on traffic now. It's improved greatly. Uh, Just one accident now. This is the one that's on South 75 at Harrison. Just the left lane is blocked, so everything else is uh, pretty much off the board except for a new disabled truck right side on the southbound 71 ramp to the Brent Spence Bridge, which was uh, get you from westbound Fort Washington way onto the uh, south 75. On that ramp there, there's a disabled truck. 
And among the delays, uh, it's a little bit heavier than usual backup East 275 between Montgomery and Loveland. Hey, a reminder, we've been advertising this a lot, but uh, the Green Hills Concert on the Commons tonight featuring the University of Cincinnati Community Concert Band canceled because of the threat of rain. And looking at the weather radar, we do see the first signs of some storms in the Ripley County, Indiana area around Batesville. Tonight, cloudy skies with a low of 65. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, cloudy skies with a 50% chance of rain and a high of 78. And then a slight chance of rain Friday, Saturday, and Sunday look pretty good. It's 80 degrees right now here at 89.3 WMKV. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. It's question and answer week here on Real Life Real Estate. And we are um, also talking about real estate education. Uh, you can t- you can uh, call in with your questions at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. You can also send an email by going to askvina.com. There's a button there that says ask Vina a question. When you click it, it'll send, uh, throw up a response form. And you can send us a question, as did Mario from Denora, Pennsylvania. Hi, Vina. Here's probably an off-the-wall question, but maybe you have the right answer. I've never played with real estate before. Ooh, don't play with real estate. Do or do not do. There is no play. But I'm looking to get into something to make my life more secure for my future. I'm 36 years old. I'm thinking that real estate might be the way to go. What advice would you give to someone who isn't financially secure right now on how to get involved in real estate with no money possibly? And what area would you suggest someone get started in with what situation? Just trying to find something to make life a little more easy. It gets kind of old when you struggle from payday to payday, etc. Thanks in advance. Okay. See, Mario, this this is that question. This is that question that... I get asked 50 times a year along with anybody else who's a group leader or real estate education educator, how do I get started? And the answer is not quite as simple as that because at the moment, because you haven't been in real estate, you probably have a fairly limited idea of what is available of all the different strategies that are available to you as a potential real estate investor. And there are a lot. I mean, I've basically been booking 50 shows a year on this program for 15 years. And we don't run out of topics, if that gives you any hint as to how varied the strategies are. I will I will say again, start with what are you looking for? Are you really looking for extra passive income? You want you want a, 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 an extra paycheck every month in the form of 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 rental income or interest income or something of that nature? Or are you looking for a business that you can run that will give you quick hits of cash from each deal, maybe five, six, seven, ten thousand dollars cash from each deal, but only one time. So you want another check, you got to go do another deal. It sounds like you're probably looking for the former rather than the latter, which means that the strategies that you are going to want to get involved with are ones that involve you owning properties and making money from the difference between what you are paying out each month and what is coming in each month. Now, that still, I mean, you say, okay, she just answered my question. I need rentals. Well, actually, there's two or three different strategies, including rentals, that will do that for you as well. So in the in the 
uh, vein of our discussion on real estate education. Your first step is to get a basic education about what is available to you as a real estate investor. And the best way to get that education very inexpensively is go join your local real estate investment association. I'm not sure where Denora is. I'm not sure what city in Pennsylvania it is close to, but I do know there are about 18 different associations in Pennsylvania. If you uh, go to PROA, P-R-O-A.org, that site has a list of all of the groups that are members of the Pennsylvania Rental Owners Association, which is their state group. And you can join one of these associations typically for under $200, many times for under $100 for a year. And you can go there and you can listen to the education that they're providing and you can talk to other people. Very important to talk to other people about what strategies they are using. And that will give you an idea of sort of what's out there. It's not going to teach you every detail of how to do it because the meetings, of course, are usually once a month and, you know, someone can't spend three days with you teaching you everything that they know about real estate unless they are, in fact, a real estate educator. Uh, It is possible to do most strategies starting with little or no money. Um, It is not generally possible to continue to do strategies over and over and over again and do large numbers of them, large numbers of deals with little or no money, because at some point you're going to have to spend money on marketing. And if you're, uh, if you own properties, you're going to want to, um, you know, keep reserves and things like that. But you can start fairly small, build up profits that help you do things like put money in reserve for your rentals and market for wholesale deals and so on, and move on from there. In fact, a lot of people start that way. A lot of people start as, I'm I'm a full-time worker, my uh, financial resources are limited, I'm going to go do a deal, and that's going to give me the money to do the next deal and some more marketing, and so on. So I appreciate your question, Mario, and I would suggest that uh, you find your local real estate association, because that is the best way to go. Uh, Real estate education. It is um, a necessity if you're going to be in this business, just like it would be in any business. At the same time, you don't want to spend money on education that isn't going to work for you or isn't going to do for you what you need to do. Denora is near Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, the group of in Pittsburgh is called ACRE, the American Congress of Real Estate. And it's a fairly sizable group. And one advantage there is that there's a lot of different people doing a lot of different things. They're not strictly a landlording group. They're not strictly a flipping group. So that would be something to contact and they're a nonprofit organization. So good stuff. Uh, Real estate education, how to avoid ripoffs and get good education. Just some basic things. Ask what the refund policy is. The 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 folks out there who are selling courses and they're saying here take home this 200 page manual with this 27 hours of audio and you have three days to return it for a full refund are pretty much telling you what their other customers have thought the quality of their product was they give you a three-day refund policy because if they give you longer than that you will return it because it's not it's not good 
It's not usable. It's not current. It's not whatever. It's not. Uh, refund policies should be bare minimum 14 days. I know some, some promoters uh, have 14-day return policies really for ease of bookkeeping more than anything else. Uh, 30-day refund policies are very common amongst folks who who believe in their product and have trust in it and so on. And that policy should be more or less no questions asked. If you're going to be asked to jump through a bunch of hoops before you can return a product, again, that tells you how uh, how confident the speaker is or the promoter is in that particular piece of education. Uh, I am seeing a lot of a lot of promoters and speakers who are uh, uh, putting uh, anti-theft devices into their products and saying, if you break this anti-theft device, we're going to assume you photocopied the whole thing and now you're sending it back and you can't do that. But other than that, there shouldn't, it shouldn't be, you have to make a hundred offers and show me that you made a hundred offers or else you don't get to return the course. A, a, an educator who is confident in the quality of their materials will give a reasonable uh, return policy. Also, Look out for force continuity programs. There are, there are, there, there's a trend right now where uh, you are you are sold a piece of education that's relatively inexpensive. It might be four hundred ninety nine dollars or nine hundred ninety nine dollars, which is actually fairly inexpensive in today's market. But the trick is that you are by giving the person your credit card, giving them permission to charge your credit card an additional $79 a month, $99 a month, $199 a month to be in a in an ongoing continuity program. Now, there's nothing wrong in themselves with the continuity programs. There's nothing wrong with receiving continuing coaching or continuing support. The problem is when it is forced in the sense that you are not given the choice about whether or not to sign up for it. So uh, watch out for the cheap products with the forced continuity programs and just just be a be a wise consumer of real estate education. Make sure that you're getting referrals. Make sure that you understand the refund policy. Make sure that you're not going to be forced into a continuity program and get your education. It is important to have it. It I don't know any successful real estate investors who became successful without an education, but just just be an informed buyer of real estate education. That's the end of our program. We appreciate all the folks who asked questions today on Q&A Day, and we will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial financial independence. I've only said that 50 times a year for 15 years, and now I can't say say it. We'll be back next week to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. membership supports fun and fascinating radio. 89.3 FM, WMKV, Reading, Ohio.
Let's join Local 12 News at Good 6. evening. Rob is off tonight. Deputies say the man was one of the last people to speak to Bill Stevenson. And that was just two days before.